good good morning everyone good morning everyone listening to me from wherever you're listening from because i know um we've got um audience i've got audience from different parts of the nations of this earth thank you very much i i want to start by saying first of all i'm very very sorry uh for not releasing content here for quite a while now i think it's been uh, over a month or so i haven't released any content and that's because um i'm also running other things uh, aside just this and it's been very very tight for me however uh, i'm here this morning to serve us better and to give us um wisdom knowledge into working with god this morning again all right so around um let's say uh, two months ago a month ago i've i already got all the line uh, all the lineups i already got all my writing ups i already got it figured out however i didn't have the opportunity to put it out there and and now i'm ready to do that so it's just going to be like a back-to-back 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 discussion on what i titled ungodly content series ungodly content all right so in scripture scripture talks about um, godliness and contentment is a great gain however um, there is an ungodly content that is a great loss I get what I'm saying. Godly content is a great loss to destiny, great loss to a society, great loss to anything that God has ever entrusted into your hands. So we have learned the part of godliness and contentment. However, there is an ungodly content that we can have that we can, you know, assume as an attitude and it impedes, impedes our destiny as well. Are you getting what I'm saying? And I'm going to be using uh, uh, different uh, different character, Bible characters, to show us what I mean. And then we're just going to discuss about it generally, how this affects us in person. Is that okay? So this is what I'm going to be talking about in this particular series. Can we just share a word of prayer? Father Lord, I thank you for our audience thank you lord for your presence and your spirit upon them wherever they are listening the vehicle listening the office thank you because you're doing something great in their lives thank you lord because they are moving from one level of glory to another lord as we share these few words let light shine let illumination come upon people's sight in the name of jesus thank you father glory be to god in the highest hallelujah Hallelujah. So the first character, the first character I'm speaking about this morning is Joshua. Joshua. And um I happened to be studying, you know, throughout uh, the I think last month or so, before the last month, I was studying about Joshua throughout and uh, it was amazing things about that young man of God. He was it was it was someone who had a blend of his work with God and he knew how to give uh, direction and also had a good relationship with with the people he was leading as well so it was a good example to follow and it was some it was it was a kind of a man of god that he he he, he, he by the time his master passed on the shoe was too big for him to fill it 
so he was someone that you would say was very timid at first he didn't even know how to to step into the shoes of Moses he was bothered and then he was going to be leading not just people younger than him he was going to be leading elders as well people that were older than him he was going to be doing things he has never done before so you can imagine at the, at the beginning of the book of Joshua, you see God coming to him and saying, hey, 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 weep no more. Moses, your boss is gone. Now be courageous, be bold. I think it was one person go told, be courageous, be bold and courageous. And that was because he was timid. He was afraid. Are you getting what I'm saying now? So he was afraid, he was timid, and God had to encourage him and put that spirit of boldness inside of him to be able to fill it into the shoes of Moses. And then by the time, and the Lord gave him the spirit of wisdom, not only that, the Lord magnified Joshua in the eyes of all the people. Isn't that amazing? If God does not magnify Joshua in the eyes of the people, <laughs> it means that those elders were not going to respect him. And I know someone is listening to me, and you're a leader. You're finding it difficult to lead. And you see, and it's not because you're not doing the right things as a leader, but I'm talking to you as a believer. God magnifies you in the eyes of the people. It's part of what God does. God bestows honor upon you so much more that the people, they honor and respect you and they listen to what you have to say so it's not just about your track record and the ethics of a, of a leader or the things leaders do but also there is a God factor that's what I want you to understand there is a God factor God anoints you to lead God magnifies you in the eyes of their people because Israel as this, at this time they were not just your regular they were very hard people to lead. You know, oftentimes people lead in different systems, organizations, institutions, and it's quite easy for them to just lead, you know, but not children of Israel. Children of Israel, they were pain in the neck, man. You you need to understand the kind of, you know, the caliber of people we're talking about. So much more God who said they were stiff-necked. They, they were these people who could frustrate a leader. So you need to understand those we're talking about here that a man came, a man God used to bring them out. They were they were talking angrily and cursing that same man and telling him, you came to bring us out of Egypt, return us back there. That's the kind of persons we're talking about. And then Joshua was going to be leading these same people that caused Moses great frustration. And so God had to, you know, give him that boldness, courage, and give him honor before them so that he could instruct them in right Righteousness and in the way of the Lord. So I gave you all the background to understand when we now get to uh, chapter 13 of Joshua. After he had led the people through, they've conquered many lands and all, and God had used him to rock great things. The Bible said in Joshua 13 verse 1, I'll be reading verse 1 to 3 for the purpose of this podcast. I don't want it to be long, so I'm not going to cover all the chapters through, but just, just those three chapters. It's, uh, just three verses, sorry. He says, Now Joshua was old and stricken in years. And the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years, and there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. 
Verse 2, this is the land that yet remaineth. All the borders of Philistine, all the Geshri from Seor, which is before Egypt, even unto the borders of Ekron, northward, which is counted to the Canaanite, five lords of the Philistines, the Gazaite, and the Ashdite, and the Eshkelonite, and the Gittite, and the Ekronite, also the Aviat, and on and on and on. Now, you begin to see verse 4, verse 5, all the lands that, that, that's yet to be covered. Hmm. Now, this struck me, this, this, this struck me a great deal when I, I stumbled on this because I was following systematically what God had been writing through Joshua. And those things God was you know was doing through Joshua they were not small they were quite big things i mean they were conquering you know lands and all of that they were winning battles and it looked like they had reached a peak in what God was doing with the children of Israel and with Joshua especially. I mean, prior before this verse, God had given, they have subdued their enemies and, you know, it looked like the peak of the show. I don't know how many of us, if you are probably seeing a, 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 a series, a seasonal movie or whatever, you discover, or maybe you're seeing a movie, you discover that uh, there, there used to be the height, the peak of the action in a movie. And then that peak, you know, the writer or the story, the story writer or the person who, who, who actually is the story behind the movie, does it in such a way, it does a build up to the peak of the movie. And now when the peak of the movie comes, the movie should end there, isn't it? Yeah. So, so it, this chapter 12 before chapter 12 before 13 it looks like the peak of what god uh, was doing through joshua and it almost looks like if we didn't have the book of joshua written you would actually say god was done with joshua and then god had wrought victory and god is giving them rest and all of that but then Joshua 13 now introduces a very, very, very important subject matter. He said, now Joshua was old and stricken in years. And the Lord said unto him, thou art old and stricken in years and there remaineth." Oh God, this is, 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 is not a good thing because there remained yet many lands. Are you also at a place right now, you're already getting contented. You're already getting satisfied with whatever God is doing with you. Not just even what God is doing with you. You might be a business owner. You might be uh, the best student in your class and you're already getting satisfied. And God is speaking to you this 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 morning, and God is saying, "You that's 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 an ungodly content. You're getting satisfied too early. You're getting satisfied too early." The Lord is saying to you, you can do better than you are doing. Are you someone who is working in a company at the moment and you're getting satisfied with your pay? 
and God is telling you this morning, you can do better to earn good pay. You shouldn't get satisfied. It's called ungodly content. And the sad thing is this, God comes when you're very old and stricken. It means that what Joshua could not account for some years in between those period, then what was Joshua doing? Because if there remained yet many lands and he was young in the previous verse and now he was old, what was he doing in between? He meant that complacency and comfort had actually stolen away his, his part of his destiny, part of his glorious destiny. And it took God to come and do an awakening, a charge for him, saying, Joshua, you are old and stricken, and yet you have many lands many lands my own counsel to you this morning don't wait till you are old don't wait till you're stricken respond now that you have young that you are young respond now that you have strength in you respond now that you can run up and down jesus was the one saying in john chapter 9 he said i will do the work of my father whilst it is day for the night cometh when no man can walk it means that you can't walk anytime you can't just walk anyhow there has to be a set time for you to be able to achieve all that God has set for you to achieve and for you to be able to fulfill your purpose to the fullest. So Joshua was old and stricken and God told him, there remained yet many land. God is talking to you this morning as well. There remain yet many. There remain yet many. Don't be satisfied in your work with God. Are you seeing miracles, healing, and God is using you in a big way? And then it's almost looking like you have arrived. Refuse the arrival mentality. Are you getting what I'm saying? Refuse it and challenge yourself. Set new goals for yourself. Set new, new targets for yourself. Tell yourself, I am forgetting the things that are behind. I'm looking forward to the things that are ahead of me. Hallelujah. Because anyone who is in a place of complacency and comfort, they are not worth living on the earth. They should be in the heavens beyond. They are not worthy to be on the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? And I think that was why God had to come to Joshua and charge him because you cannot be on the earth and you are not fulfilling destiny in God. There is no, that means there is no, there is no reason for your essence on the earth. So God had to charge him. Occupy yourself. Give yourself work are you getting what i'm saying set new goals for yourself even though you're old there are many things to still do i pray for you this morning that the lord will open your eyes you will see the things yet to be done even though you have achieved much with god even though you have achieved much in your business even though you have achieved more in your academics but i pray that the lord will open your eyes to see more things yet to be conquered in the name of jesus and i pray for you you're blessed your day is blessed and have a wonderful day till we meet again in the part two of this series keep safe keep rejoicing in the Lord. See you. Bye for now.
hello hello everyone now um, we're back again if you were blessed by the last podcast i want you to share the links i want you to share for everyone to be able to see thank you for following and staying with me on this platform so far so good god bless you your commitment and loyalty means a lot thank you so so much i appreciate you so the last series in ungodly content series with last time we were speaking about joshua we were speaking about how that joshua got satisfied he got contented and he was ungodly and by the time he could realize it he was old and streaking in years and we started share you know exhorting ourselves how that we do not need to get old and stricken in years before we do all the things we need to do for jesus admonishes do what you have to do while it is day for a night will come where you cannot do those things anymore all right so we established complacency and comfort they kill destiny they are enemy of progress are you getting it that we should not get satisfied that even uh, when it seems we are at the peak of work with god of our career business or name it anything whatsoever that we should always set new targets for ourselves because god will always come with a verdict saying they remained yet many lands to cover so in god's heart there are many things you the things you could achieve with god they are boundless and limitless and because they are boundless and limitless you must never stop conquering you must never stop expanding your horizon you must never stop doing exploits amazing amazing things isn't it so today we're going to be looking at uh, another aspect is that all right we're going to be looking at uh, another two another bible character today and i'm and i want you to focus on these two persons it's it's you're going to be learning something different from what you've always learned in that passage of scripture so it's about mary and martha and it's a popular scripture in the book of john chapter 11 john chapter 11 uh, and i will just be picking some verses as you know i cannot read all the verses of john chapter 11 for you or as pertinent as pertaining to the story so i'll just speak some verses of that particular to, to just establish the point i want to to pass across so i'm going to be taking verse 21 of john chapter 11 verse 32 33 34 35 and that's it it's it's fine that's just verse 21 verse 32 33 34 and 35 and i'm just going to and let me give you a to the story so this is a jesus uh had a a friend uh, called Lazarus. He was a close friend of his. You could almost call them brothers. And he, he had sisters, Mary and Martha. And, you know, Lazarus died. That was sick, not even died. Lazarus was sick. And then they sent some information to Jesus that, okay, your brother is sick, your friend, you know, is sick and all. And you, you have to come respond to 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 him you know and you have to come and make him whole you have to come and pray for him and you know when that happened jesus did not go didn't show up rather jesus even took more time in his journey 
for coming how amazing sometimes we think uh, we, we we pray to god and then uh, our answers are not coming looks like it's been delayed and then we what we don't know is that god is intentional god is orchestrating things on our behalf not that god is sleeping on it all right so that's just by the way so this is the thing jesus took time jesus did not come on time and then by the time he was coming lazarus was dead Lazarus that died. So verse 21 said this when Martha uh Martha met Martha saw Jesus when Jesus finally arrived at the scene. By this time Lazarus had died. You need to understand that Lazarus had died. So and this was what happened. So Lazarus had died and Jesus Jesus actually did something. When he came, Martha made a statement, and I need you to take note of the statement that Martha made. Martha made a statement, and Martha said something like, in verse 21, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Now, another passage, another other passage of scripture, they will usually use the word, my brother would not have died. Are you getting what I'm saying? My brother would not have died. Now, I want you to also take note of what Mary said in verse 32 of that same passage of scripture. Verse 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 33, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Verse 34, and said, where have you laid him? Then said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. In verse 35. Now, I need you to get the point here that there is there is something about ungodly content ungodly content many of the time also degenerates to unbelief over a long period of time now i know that um, you've always seen this particular portion of scripture in different light but i want you to see it in, the, in another light this morning that's why i'm sharing it Last time I read the scripture, unlike the conventional, it's a teaching of unbelief. You know, you usually teach unbelief from the scripture. But I wouldn't think it's unbelief, per se. In that context, I would I would want to see it like they had a level of faith, but not a faith for the dead coming back to life. Because if you look at what Martha and Mary said respectively in verse 21 and verse 32 of it, they said, if you had been here, Lazarus would not have died. So it meant that they believed that Jesus could heal the sick. That's what it means. It meant that Jesus, they believed that Jesus would heal Lazarus. 
But what they didn't believe was that Jesus could raise the dead. Now, I'm saying this because some of you, you are satisfied with having faith for those small, small things. The Lord said, upgrade your faith. Come on. If you've been, if you're a healing minister listening to me, if you've been praying for ed, for some conditions that look easier for you, and then it looks like those are the conditions that you just, you know, you could find easy. The Lord is saying, upgrade your faith because they were, con- they, he was a content. If they had upgraded their faith, when Jesus needed their faith to come on board for the dead to come back alive, because the Bible said Jesus was troubled, he pained Jesus. Jesus wept, not for his friend, Jesus wept for them. It tells you how much Jesus is very, very interested, keenly interested in us upgrading our faith. Never be satisfied. With that, remember the Bible charges that faith grows. You can, or you can, you can, you you have little faith, great faith. People can have faith experienced in different measures. So you can upgrade the level of faith you express. The faith imparted on your spirit does not come big, small, but then the level with which you give expression to them can vary. And the Lord is charging you, don't be content. Upgrade the expressions of your faith. Upgrade the faith, how you put your faith to use. Because these guys, they believed that if Jesus had come, Jesus would be able to heal Lazarus. But obviously, when Lazarus died, they didn't believe that Jesus could bring Lazarus back from the dead. You too, are you listening to me? You are in a place and you feel like you believed that, oh, if, if, that, if, that, if that exam had come true, oh, I would have been able to do this, I would have been able to do that, but now I can't do it. The limitation that you that is surrounding you right now is tied to your faith that has not yet been upgraded yet. If you understand what I mean, what that means is this: there is a level you have plateaued in. There is a level you are content in that you you normally get result with with your faith. But we see other persons in scripture who actually did contrary to that. They had their faith upgraded. They were not content with the things God had done with them in time in times past. They were ready to smash new records. Hallelujah. Example was David. David was telling us he had killed bears. He had killed lions. And now he was going to face something unusual. Nothing he has never seen before. But that's the good thing. Is that when you are not content, you smash new records. But how do you smash new records? When you are content with the level of faith you have. If, if you're listening to me, you need to understand this that you cannot smash new records with that faith you exercised the last time you must exercise something higher now david was going to face a goliath not a bear now this time around and this was obviously more more big way a heavier giant than the beards and lions 
are you getting what i'm saying so also that phase you are in there is nothing impossible there i want you to understand that there's nothing impossible but i'm charging you before seemingly impossible situations come upgrade your faith don't be satisfied with the level of faith that you're expressing god can do more with your faith god has imputed this spirit imparted unto you the spirit of faith the lord wants you to exercise your faith more it's like a man who wants to build muscles who wants to build biceps he needs to go to the gym to build them and he, if he doesn't have new target new goals such man uh, he would he would relax at a point and he would have forgotten that he also needs to keep building there is a level of bicep built to carry certain certain uh, objects but there are certain bicep built to carry much heavier objects so if he's building up for the purpose of maybe being able to do things or maybe even context fighting uh boxing and all of that maybe he's building for that purpose now there is a level of bicep building that he will require to be able to defeat certain opposition and there is a level of bicep building needed to be able to defeat some other oppositions greater than the ones he has ever defeated so you have to understand that this ungodly content series seeks to make people make progress not remain static it helps to push people forward beyond where they are helping them to realize their god's given destiny in christ jesus so i'm saying that you need to understand that before you can before you can express all that god wants you to express and give expression to you have to deal with ungodly content don't be satisfied so your faith can be expressed more don't be satisfied in the in the in the case of maria mata that was the that was the issue they were satisfied they were satisfied don't be satisfied don't be satisfied you can believe god for more you can believe god for more you can walk on your faith and i hope this has blessed you so i'm charging you as you're going out there believe god for more god wants your faith upgraded are you understanding me and i pray that as whatever situation you're finding yourself right now the lord causes you to see with the eyes of faith spirit of faith is rising from within you and is causing you to smash new records in the name of jesus till i see you again keep safe and keep rejoicing in the lord bye for now